Coming at you from downtown Nova Scotia, it's Adam Purcell, Karen Counts, talking to good people that do great things. And today, we have the Mia Voss. You ready for this? Luxury and lifestyle travel blogger. She seems so classy. Speaker. Inter interviewer extraordinaire. She'll be taking notes and telling me what I did wrong. She... <laughs> Makes boring shit fun, so I'm glad you're here. <laughs> it's boring, you can make it fun. We have you're all about women not taking shit. I was gonna say that as well, right? My so I represent women over 40 who still like to do cool shit, but my brand yeah. is 50 50 male, male, female, and yeah, don't take any shit. That's <laughs> what I say, don't take any shit. We have Fanzo, what's up, Fanzo? She's oh, little brother. Uh, he is one of my, my, my favorite advocates, and we are for him too. Oh, Fanzo's Fanzo. He's himself. He's eponymous. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, like Madonna. He's, he's like Madonna. <laughs> or Cher. <laughs> <laughs> How does someone become a, a travel blogger at mid-40s? Well, it was 50, actually. So. I know. <laughs> it was well, I mean, you didn't see the wink. <laughs> <laughs> wink nudge. Um, you know, is it everything in my life I, is accidental and serendipitous and I, and it sounds bumbly, but it, it truly is. And I've just been open to the accidental. So, you know, I have, uh, started my career as, as a, as, um, insurance agents in commercial insurance at 18 and have just, I just kind of ridden the wave of who I run into, got very interested in architecture in the mid nineties, uh, created a building inspection business accidentally as well. Early two thousands had to recreate, of course, in 2009 here in the States when things went, that was the noise it made. <laughs> um, got, for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Got interested in social media storytelling specifically. And so then looped into, for my 50th birthday, I'd always wanted to do just something incredibly just crazy for my birthday Italy was it and you know I was praying and meditating one day and my little spirit guides because I got them and I'm crazy like that and they usually yeah. talk to me in the shower um, give me give me messages and we're just like hey you know why don't you rather than trying to figure out how to make more money to go travel figure out what it is that I offered that would be a value to them and so that's kind of how it came about and then I just kept I just kept traveling hmm let's let's just get this out of there now you were in my homeland, Nova Scotia, last last summer. Um, talk yep. about a, test, a testament to the power of social. Seriously, it, it it truly, dude, it truly was, and it was. It's just become the, my go-to point to of of things at work when it's beneficial for everyone. One, when you enjoy the people that you're working with, and all you want to do is is talk about it. And then the thing that you have that's so magical, why it worked was you're very excited about everything in your city and your town and your province and where you're from. And so that translates because then I show up and uh, as I, I always like to say, I showed up in, in Halifax with rose, pe rose petals and trumpets. And that was magical because I was just as excited about that whole thing as you were. So we, 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 we kind of blew it up. And guess what? We're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. And, uh, we might bring some friends. Yeah. You're going to bring some friends, maybe? 
I want to speak to Fanzo about it because I would love for him to be a, a keynote speaker. Brian and Courtney Kramer would be wonderful. A lot of people saw us go on the adventure. You guys, if you go look up on my website at miaonthego.com, there's a tab called Maritime Mia. And that shows you, again, and that's brand, that's um, brand proof right there as well of how much content we created. And that's value to all the people that we showcased. And, and you know, I did a, I did a rant. Um, actually, and it was based on the video that you shared um, a couple weeks ago because it was after this big hoo-ha about influencers. And I'm what I would consider a micro-influencer. I don't have this big, huge size queen numbers on my social. But what I have are really awesome people who like to share my stuff out as well, right? That's the key. Yep. A lot of people don't they just feel like they've only got to be the one to put it out. And I'm like, I could ping Fanzo or Brian Moran or um, Chef Dennis, who's one of my favorites. And we're working with him on Fido Right as well. Um, you see how that all works? Like, then you get these yeah. people, I like everything they do, they like everything I do, you know, for that reason. Depends on how much I drink. And then here we had, you know, Halifax is chilling, Kitchener catering. Doug, you Doug Belding, you brought Doug Belding in to do a photo, um, which it, is hanging on my wall right over here. We did, is, a, we did a, live, a live painting. Your, so your story that you just said about, mm -hmm. how it sounds exciting, sounds incredible. So what's the worst thing about it? It's got to be stuff that is when the camera's off, you're like, ah. I would say probably the biggest challenge is staying present, but also documenting it. And I think I have it down pretty well. But um, when I did, for instance, the trip last year, because I also coordinated with Colette and visit Nova Scotia, there we had a yeah. lot of we had a lot of irons in the fire there. Mm -hmm. um, I was traveling with a group of folks. Uh, I was the youngest out of about. 40 folks, it was pretty cute. By about 20 to 30 years, just so you know. Yeah. For some reason, this tour had um, a lot of uh, folks who were in their 70s and 80s. By the way, they were so badass all day. These guys, yeah. I was like, I got 10 to 15 years to 20 years to learn to be as cool as you are. Because they were living it, right? However, they're not really into the social. And I think they were a little nervous at first, like I was a spy or something. Because I was, you know, just taking pictures all the time. and. So, you know, learning to, learning to, to, to stay present. <laughs> so how do you think traveling changes a person? Oh, you have to really get out of your comfort zone, truly. Um, and then you also need to ha be curious. So if you're at your curiosity, will will take you very far. And then my curiosity uh, comes out in storytelling because everybody has such a cool story. Everybody that you introduced me to, Patty and Kitchen Door Catering, Julie and Arla, I was just, all of them are just doing amazing stuff. Even going to the to the museum that we went to, um, Halifax itself, um, and I'm also an energy person, so the minute I landed in Halifax, I was like, something's going on here. And I'd done some research, but then as I started to, to talk to you guys, you know, found out that, you know, 9-11, that's where a lot of people ended up after 9-11 because the planes were grounded. There had been plane crashes. The, the, uh, your explosion that was, you know, 101 now years ago, um, created a lot of energy that I think stays in that land. So for me, because I am curious, I was willing to pick up on that energy. Um, so that is something that um, you want to do. And I think especially now for Americans traveling, to be quite frank, we... We gotta, we gotta up our game and stop being douchebags when we travel. I, I know I got a lot of people that would kind of, you know, when they would see that I was American. How much, how many times can I tell you how many people go? When I said I was from America, when I was in uh, Nova Scotia, they go, "Ooh, sorry." <laughs> it was, no joke, no joke. So yeah, 
but being humble as well and being uh, being observant. So who is the biggest mm -hmm. influence in your life? I would definitely say my mom mm -hmm. and uh, and Charlie. Uh, Chef Dennis is a big influence in my life as well. I think he's just yeah. you guys go follow him. Um, he does it. Um, he he's doing it right. Who was me in high school? Were you were you the cool? Where were you on the the spectrum of high school coolness? Non-existent. Yeah. I um, not to get serious, but I had uh, we we were in a a pretty serious religious cult when I was in high school, mm -hmm. and so we were not allowed to do a lot of things. I was definitely the class clown, but I was very quiet and very uh, withdrawn. Um, and about this big, that's <laughs> just a rail in high school. And now the on the irony is that I end up arranging all of our uh, high school reunions. So, so anyone that you, you don't say their name that you should apologize to. It's probably filed under. I'm sorry what I said when I was hangry. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Are you like this, um, Adam? That you also have these memories of people that you probably could never find again, and that you did something that was hurtful. And it's really good. there's a couple of people I feel like it just sticks in my head of like seeing their face but never having a chance to kind of acknowledge it and going, "Ooh, now in retrospect, that was kind of, that, uh, that was hurt, that was hurtful." And I think so. it's I think it's interesting because I, I asked Bree the same question, and you and I find two of you the, the kindest people I know, and. And it makes other people that may have guilt there say, you know what? Oh, Mia did the same thing. I remember, like I said last time, I remember a teacher that we gave shit to. I remember one time, this one guy that I was, I gave crap to. I don't know why, maybe to look cool. And now I'm like, I feel bad. And on the flip side, I also remember these snapshots of, of like mini cruelty, like, like a movie sometimes in my head. I don't hold it against them. Yeah. But I do realize the power of how much I see that in my head, and I can literally see it visually of like that hurtful moment. So it does kind of give you a pause of like, you better check yourself. Like, I do think that, and maybe you guys out there feel this way as well, that there's things, I, my heart has actually become more sensitive as I get older. Um, you know, you, you think that everybody thinks it's like, oh my gosh, it's, you know, you just become, you know, cantankerous and, and really um, close-minded, and I, I'm the opposite. I have to be very, very careful with my heart and the things that I see and mm -hmm. uh, take in because it's ouch, ouch for me too. Tell us about Fighter Right. So Charlie started a company last year, um, Canna Luxury Tours, and it was more to educate investors who wanted to invest in cannabis so that it wasn't just this puff, puff, pass, boobs and bongs kind of atmosphere, which is kind of the marijuana. Thing. I, of course, I live in Colorado, um, and we had to we had to divert and pivot because the current administration makes people very afraid to invest in cannabis. Mm -hmm. So, at that same time, when we started dating, he started telling me about CBD oil, and uh, we started giving it to Maggie, my then at the time she was 16 year old Beagle or 17, and we just watched this amazing improvement. And then I started taking it for my hot flashes. That's what it looks like. Look at it. <laughs> and so then he, uh, Charlie, decided to come uh, work with a company here for a proprietary blend. Yeah, so that's what Phytorite, P-H-Y-T-O-R-I-T-E. You know, for me, it's such a perfect fit with my brand because it is about taking charge of your wellness. Mm -hmm. And especially for women, because to be quite honest, when I, you guys, if you've heard me tell the story, like when I was like, oh, I don't feel good, something's going on. They're like, well, you're perimenopausal, and you know, here's an, here's an antidepressant. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, 
it's been very nice to kind of discover a different a different a different alternative for that and then Charlie yeah. just like all right let's start a company hey kids let's start a maybe, show maybe another teaching moment here so you speak and some would say me at the drop of a hat of course I'll speak oh and I know it's not that easy for you like I mean as far nope. as speaking you like so how do you prep because you're doing a lot of speaking over the next little while mm -hmm. how do you prep for that how mm -hmm. do you get mentally prepared where you're not as natural as you are when you're up there. So you know, I, it's funny. I did a um, I did a webinar about three. It'll be three years ago called "How to Give Good Video," right? Because that doesn't that sound like something I would say? Yeah. Um, because I was doing a lot of video on Google Plus. So a lot of the stuff that's interesting to see everybody's kind of like rolling up on live stream, and we were doing all kinds of crazy stuff, but Google didn't play well. Um, but we did, we also couldn't do devices back then, so it's fun to, to have that um, the ease of it. But it's definitely just I, honestly like it's practice. So what, if you're giving a speech or a talk, you you literally want to video yourself uh, on camera and then watch it. And it's painful AF, and I know it, but you have to do it. Yeah. Um, and it really does help a lot too. And then for me personally, I suffer with panic disorder and I was diagnosed at like 23 and, and I, that's why I had to quit college. It was, it was a very painful time for me. I, I was, I was spent most of my twenties, um, on, on medication and trying, trying to just learn to speak up in a meeting. It was really awful. So, so people should not feel shameful about about panic at all. Um, I learned to conquer it. I now have what's I now have a beta blocker, and I carry it with me anytime I actually have the prescription. It's very mild, and it keeps my heart rate from elevating when I'm speaking. I had to use it the other day. I spoke to about 20 people at my my car guys, but it, it's a muscle as well because you know we all have something we really want to say, and it's very it's very sad when we get frozen by fear. So, so you know what fear? <laughs> Can you hear this fear? Let me turn it up. <laughs> You've traveled around the world. You've also eaten around the world, kind of, right? You do a lot of food. So, is there food that Mia will not eat? Yeah, I'm gonna go with anything that would jack up my my probiotic little atmosphere going on down there. <laughs> so, I I would say a, like raw stuff yeah. is tough, but. You know, that, that was the one thing um, I've been saying for about three years now that a lot of people don't realize. The best way to make yourself, um, to really uh, ingratiate yourself into your environment is to walk in and not make one demand about what you're going to eat and say, you tell me exactly what I should eat. Because the best thing that I love, especially in Italy, is they, they're so symbiotic in how they represent their food because the wine is grown. So the wine is grown to match whatever the food is. Do you know what I mean? So why would you ask for something that's not even from that region? And people love that. And, and I went to, I spent three weeks in Italy. And um, so uh, Milan, Venice, Rome, Umbria, uh, Florence. And, and every single place, they they just were like, when you would say, I'll eat whatever you want, and they would just be like, hmm. Let me ask you this question then. Thoughts on buffets? Are you a buffet or? Oh my God. I'm a poo-poo platter girl from way back because I have, I have commitment issues with food. So if you ask me to choose just one thing, and oh my God, it used to drive my dad nuts because he'd be like, come a bite, come a bite, come a bite. You know what I mean? Like that's how I am. So what I love are people around me. They go, oh, here, you know, like you turn your, your table into, um, 
into a poo-poo platter, into a buffet. So clearly buffets are... When I see buffet, <sighs> I think of like saliva and like, and like people hanging over. When I was in Italy and somebody ping a Nazine, he's, he's, I know he's probably sleeping. But when I was in Italy, uh, I was there for Easter and I got to have Easter dinner at Nazim's family when Nazim's wife and grandmother and uh, like all these Italian women were in the kitchen. Does it just make you like your heart flutter thinking about it? And it was just this lovely spread and, and um, squidding linguine and pasta and you know everything untraditional for Easter. And like the, the and it was, now that's a buffet, right? <laughs> I'm 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 cool with like like a family style dining. That's great. But when you say that you're like to uh, ask, oh, can I have a bite? Can I have a bite? That, I like just get get one for your dad. But you know what you can do, by the way. And so here's what I do. I'm very respectful of it. So cut me off a little bite and put it on a plate. And can you deal with that? Somebody bring a fresh set of cutlery. Mm-hmm. Little mm-hmm. Term of I'm with you. And a yeah. little plate, and then just put it over them. I get I get that. Like my That's my my cousin just said potluck. So there's like church suppers and things oh. like that there where people I can eat them. I know people love them. I can't eat them because I die. Why? Uh, this is something I did not know about you. Did anybody know this about Adam? I don't know. There's no regulation. Well, I grew up in the Midwest, and that's just how, how we roll. You know, the only other thing you and I have agreed disagreed about in the last years, remember we had that conversation about, about letting people in in traffic, and you were appalled that I'm the one that goes up in the lane. And I said, no, it's how you learn to go lane to lane. I'm the one that rolls up and I'm like, let me in. And you were you were about ready to lose your mind. You thought I just said that I clubbed the baby seal. That's how you felt. It was tantamount with, with kicking a puppy. I thought I knew you. <laughs> I thought I knew you too. I was like, how is this not making sense to you? I was like, when you say, don't transact like an ass hat, what do you mean? Mm. Stop asking for people's time for free. Yeah, that was literally the impetus for my talk last year. Was um, with in that when you asked me earlier, what's one of the things that's a tough thing about this is that I get people that are just like, "Oh, that looks so easy. Let me pick your brain. I want to do it too." And then it's just like, "Wow, now that's transacting like an asshat because you don't realize the value of what somebody else does and and value in people's relationships. I mean, even with you, I mean, honestly, I. Um, I protect the people in my in my world. So if they want to, if they want access to you, and they're like, oh, you know, who can do this and this for me? I'm like, you gotta, you gotta earn that stuff. You don't get to roll up on my connections, and not because I'm not giving. You know, Charlie will say it, and people have said it before too. Once you're in my circle, man, you have carte blanche to everything in my circle. But you got it. You have to get to that, and I think we should all transact like that and really protect our time, our resources, and our connections. Stop giving shit away for free because that's not that's not um, philanthropic. Actually, that's just a waste of your time. Yeah, and and Ooh. so I I know you in person. I know Brie Palmer in person. I've never met mm-hmm. fans of one person, but oh my goodness, story, I've connected with them. We have lots of chats. There's like a you know he's got a huge heart. I love everything he does. He, he does ago, everything 190%, and I love that about that. I love about him, I do. And, and six months ago or so, I was I was going to a project, and I'm like, I, I'm unfamiliar with it. So I sent a message and said, hey, dude, can can this is what I think this. Can you give me some advice? And wasn't even wasn't even a thought out of his mind. And yeah. he gave me two paragraphs of things that really helped me kind of grasp the concept. And I thank you for that. Right. Line. It's just, right? 
it's it's a, it, I, and I but he appreciates the value in you because he's also seen you um, you know put out great content over and over and over again and, and promote people as well and you know I think that's another thing uh, with with transacting like an asset there's also you have to be very careful about who you align your brand with right so if I'm just kind of letting all sorts of people kind of you know take you know take my energy and then also say they're uh, they're connected with me it's not going to be good and I've had it happen a couple of times where people say like you know I thought you were really tight with that person I'm like oh shoot I should have you know and that's delicate do you personally have any disgusting habits that someone like Charlie would say Mia stop that that's is there something that you do that might be uh, maybe not disgusting but annoying is there something that you do that's drives people crazy I know all the words to any songs from the 1970s to the 1990s, and it's really annoying, like, to be in a car with me. Picture this. You walk into okay. an elevator. In an elevator, it's an office building. You walk in an elevator, and a stranger walks in. You're sitting in the elevator. The door's closed. You press floor 50. Uh, as you pass floor 10, you're just doing what you usually do. You start smelling the worst-smelling fart in the world. Do you say, do you say something? This is what I would do. I would just be like... <laughs> I would say something. But I would just do this. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Golly. Oh. Like, would you I say something? Or would you just be like... Wow. I would just... Wow. I would. I would literally just be like... <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what everybody in the audience would do. I want to know. I want to crowdsource this question. My nostril hairs are burning. That was probably what I would say to you. So. All right, next question, because I like these. These are fun. If you could know one of the world's biggest mysteries, what would it be? Oh, ouch, that's amazing. Adam Brown asked um, me that question when I was on his podcast, and I'm like, that's a fantastic question. That's a good, good question. Um... I, I would I would like to know about Amelia Earhart. Yeah. I'm fascinated by her, so I would like to see what you know what how well, that all ended up. From I'm gonna say these names, and you just give me one word to represent what they mean or what comes what comes to your mind. Italy. Wine. Brian Kramer. See, Brian is compassion. He's so compassionate. What about Courtney Kramer? Hilarious. Brian Fanzo, he's here. I actually had him on my list here. Brian Fanzo, Enigma. Charlie. Adorable. The first minute I set eyes on that guy. I'm not kidding you. I just was like, he's so... I just couldn't stop looking at him. Are you a Friends or a Seinfeld fan? Choose. A Seinfeld. And what Seinfeld character do you relate to most? Elaine. Yeah, I was going to say Elaine for sure. Sunrise or sunset? Oh, wow. That's a tough... Why is that such a tough question? I, I'm so excited to get up and I'm sad to go to bed. But I think I think sunsets. Because then you're usually like this. Nova Scotia. Uh, Nova Scotia is just diverse. For how small... Like, sorry, every man I know is going like, oh, so bad. <laughs> uh, for, for, um, and it literally is kind of two, two, um, two islands almost. Um, 
I have never seen such a diverse country in, in such a small space, so. Finish this sentence. I'm grateful for. God, I'm gonna sound so cliche. Kind of everything. And for a second. Yeah, I am grateful for everything. I'm grateful for everything I've been through. So finish this last last word. I'm gonna start this. You need to finish this, okay? All right, stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Fanzo's gonna continue this in the comments, guaranteed. You ready? Okay. All right, stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin. You know what? I don't even oh. know it, and all I can say is that I was in Austin. The first time I was in Austin, I went to Social Media Marketing World, and it was Fanzo and Kristen Cardos and um, a couple other folks that were all from that same age, and I just stood there because they knew all the 90s. I've never seen anything like it. They were singing like every like hip-hop song, and Kristen and Fanzo were losing their mind. Remember that party we were at, Fanzo? I think it was the Dell place. And I just sit back like the woman who was about 15 years older than everybody else and went. Oh, that's the Humpty Dance? Yes! Do the Humpty Hump. Oh, shit. Like, uh, <laughs> so, to, is there anything that you that we haven't touched on that you want to share? What's going on you know, in the next few months? Yes, I'm very excited. I can finally add keynote speaker to my, uh, to my bevy of cool stuff I get to do. So I'm really excited. I'm going to be the keynote speaker for the Rising Women's Conference, which quite honestly, I was a little hesitant because I, because my brand is unisex to, to speak specifically to just a women's conference. But I get to talk about um, going from surviving to thriving with pivot and reinvention, which pretty much is my whole world. So I'm pretty excited. Going awesome. to a collision in New Orleans with a group. Um, which I'm going to try and recreate the magic of Halifax. Uh, was supposed to go to Switzerland, but now I believe I'm going to Italy. So, uh, oh, oh, right? Shut That's up. Sick. And then I'm going to, yeah. And then I'm going to end up with going back to Nova Scotia. So listen, you guys, seriously, pay attention as uh, as we start really right doing this trip because it was just us before, and now we want to take people with us, right? Basically, the gist is going to be it's going to be kind of two separate pieces where it's going to be the week of, you know showing off Nova Scotia, bringing some people to here that yep. aren't aren't necessarily, you know, they don't, they're not necessarily travel bloggers, but they are people that are, that are awesome. And they're also going to give, be able to give value to a one day conference to help small businesses. Business in Nova owners, Scotia. Yep. It's going to be a meeting of the Brian's, I think. If we can get Fanzo there and then um, Brian, who, as uh, Fanzo mentioned, has been spelling his name wrong this entire life because Brian is a B-R-Y, right? Also, Vicki Taylor from the UK is interested in coming as well. We now have direct flights from the so. UK to here. The cool thing is it's, it's we're going to put together a bunch of really cool people, and that's the gist. So yeah. it's kind of selfish on one hand because we're going to have these awesome people that are just going to be cool to hang out with as well, right? I know. It is totally selfish. It is kind it's of fun. But, I mean, it, that's the thing, too. Is, is it, When you start getting people together like that, which is why I do what I do. Magic really happens, honestly. I'm so happy, I'm so lucky to have connected with you and have you in my life because you embody what a brand ambassador, uh, what every brand ambassador needs. Just saying. Well, thank you very much. I think 
ditto. And to the people that are watching, there's a lot of people in here that are just good people. Like when you when you connect with the right people, uh, you're like drawn to each other. And I think once we talk to talk to each other once, it was like that. Brian, same thing. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. How we end the show is uh, is you end it. So just basically, you know, how you would end the show. It's Karen counts good people. Talk to good people to do great things. So I get to end it? Just end it however you right? want. Yeah. I think this is a year of, um, and I don't mean this in a, in a combative way, but uh, just stop asking for permission and stop asking for agreement because if you're aligned with what you're supposed to be doing, you're going to actually be around people that are like, that is so exciting. Right? I mean, yes, they may give you some advice on it, but they're going to be so excited about what you do. So that's it. Drop my... We're, we're getting older-ish, and you start realizing that you don't want to hang out and talk to people <laughs> that are... No one, no one wants to hang out with dicks, right? You want, so I've been talking to Mia Voss from Colorado, uh, travel blogger, awesome yep. person. And, and I'm going to use a quote from a friend of ours, uh, Morgan. She says, you know what? In life, one of the most important things you can do uh, to live a good life is just avoid dicks. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>